Welcome back to Only One Call Away. Today we're going to be talking about anxiety. If this is something you battle with, please, please call the National Helpline at 1-800-662-4357. It's free, confidential, 24-7, all year round, and available in English or Spanish. So please know that you are not alone and there are resources out there to help you. So our first question is, how do you know you're experiencing anxiety? I feel like it's different for everybody, but I'm just going to talk about my experience. How I know I'm experiencing anxiety is there's like the mental standpoint of it and then the physical symptoms. So on the mental standpoint... It'll be like racing thoughts on whatever is causing your anxiety. In my experience, I'll I'll take one problem and then I'll like multiply it by thinking about all the other things that could go wrong based off of this this one problem. Basically like a domino effect. Like what can happen like a year from now based on this problem? It gets that intense. And then there's like the physical things that happen. This is mostly when it's at its peak. Sometimes I'll feel nauseous. I'll get like headaches or I'll sweat or I'll have like shakiness in my body. Basically mm-hmm. just it will it makes me feel like I'm sick overall like you don't feel good physically. And then another symptom that I have is like With other people, I'll get, like, irritated fast. Mm-hmm. Like, quickly. One little thing that someone does, it can, like, push me to the edge, basically. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I didn't really, like, sometimes I'd be grumpy as fuck, too, but I didn't associate that with anxiety. But I can totally see the correlation. Um, For me, I feel like anxiety is just bred and multiplied by overthinking like overthinking can just consume me and yeah and there's like this weird comfort that I feel in it where it's like it's just so not natural to not overthink for me you know but that's something that I'm trying to um, learn and unlearn and whatnot but I've mentioned before like that I hold a lot of stress in my chest. So when I'm feeling anxious, I literally don't breathe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I I hold my breath like I'm bracing myself for something. Like, I'm bracing myself for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this, I don't remember who exactly said it, but there was like this YouTube video that I watched before, and it was like, anxiety is just worrying about something that's not that didn't even happen yet like something that's mm-hmm. not even real yet just yep. worrying anxiety is worrying excessively yep. excessively i agree okay so our next question so what makes you feel overwhelmed mm, there's multiple things that can make me feel overwhelmed or anxious um other people is like the biggest one like other people's actions other people's opinions on me will sometimes bring me anxiety like um 
sometimes I worry about like how people perceive me. And it's it's that's like literally what I wrote. Twin. It's hard to um sometimes it's hard to admit that because you want to be above that and you want to not care what people think. And obviously that's the goal, but but sometimes I just, you know, I worry, oh, my hair like it's a little flat today. People going to think like I look ugly or and it's just it, those kind of things. Just worrying about how people will perceive me. Um I also think that social media sometimes gives me anxiety if I'm on it too much just because um you're basically constantly receiving information and when it comes to like the social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that, keeping up with people too much and seeing their highlights easily makes you compare your life to theirs so you have that anxiety of am I even happy? Like, mm-hmm. am I even, like, where I need to be? Or um, why don't I look like that? Or why don't my days look like hers or his? And then also with the receiving information part, just, like, YouTube. Like, there's too many things out there that you can learn that create anxiety. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like the news, too just knowing about the problems in the world and like all those other things those type of things give me anxiety yeah I feel you I can't even watch the news sometimes and that might sound ignorant but it's just too much and I feel like sometimes I'm too empathetic to like watch it you know because mm-hmm. I want to want to do something I want to donate I want to do something that can help but yeah, I think exposure, the amount of exposure that we have at our fingertips, it literally can be deadly. Mm-hmm. Like your mind is just processing so, so, so many things. And I think we just have to get out of the habit of comparing ourselves to like other people's paths and whatnot. And we also have to remember that the internet is fake mm-hmm. or manicured to say the least. So what kind of things give you anxiety? So the first thing I wrote down was my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. But that just ties into overthinking. Like, I get into this bad habit of replaying scenarios in my head, whether they're, like, from the past or I'm literally just making it up. Like, what if I ran into so-and-so at Target? What would happen then, huh? You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, bitch, can you not? Um, And then... Honestly, just day-to-day life, like, I just started my new job. I had anxiety about that. The 18-year-old me would have been like, shit, like, you are in new territory, la, la, la. Like, what if people think you're this? What if people think you're that? Mm -hmm. But, you know, mature me is like, you a boss-ass bitch. You're a good worker. And you're there to help the company, like... Mm-hmm. Whether they, like, this is, like, a mutual benefit relationship. Like, we could either benefit each other or we won't be a fit for each other, and that's fine. Um, Even talking to other people gives me anxiety because mm-hmm. similar to what you said, okay, what are they going to say? How are they going to perceive me? And, you know, like, things aren't perfect, so sometimes things get awkward and some people... Sometimes I'm guilty of it too. Like they don't know how to pick up on social cues and 
you don't know when like you're overstepping. And then the last bullet point that I put was my childhood because I think that's where it stemmed from. Like I I was very I was a very conscious child. I don't know if I use it right. But I was very like observant and I never raised my hand in class. I used to sweat so much so I always just raised my hand halfway instead of all the way up because I was like, Oh my god, piss dang bitch It's like just little things like that that turn into super big things, so I think I definitely struggle with social anxiety too, even now. But back then, and like in school, it was at its peak. Yeah. Like it was to the point where my teachers would pull me aside and be like, "Why are you not participating?" Like, oh, you know. But it's and because I, you were like, I had no idea why. Like, I had no idea why. Were I was you like, like shy? It was like shy. Um anxiety um and but I didn't know the root of it like I honestly felt like embarrassed like when my palms would get really sweaty I would try to hide it like I would put my hands underneath my legs and stuff um never raise my hand even if I was confused I know what's going on like I can't look stupid I Um, think that was one of the reasons too like not like trying not to embarrass myself yeah yeah I think it kind of ties into not wanting to stick out and kind of just, like, blending in the background. Like, do not bring attention to me. Like, I cannot Mm -hmm. handle attention. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to raise my hand and answer the question that I know is right. You know? Like, it's crazy. Because we were, what, like, fucking seven dealing with these issues? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I even had it as, like, an adult, too, like, going into work environments. Luckily, now, where I work, it's a very small um, staff, so I don't get as much anxiety because I feel like it would probably be too obvious. Like, I can't hide Yeah. in the bathroom. Like, they're going to know that I'm gone because they need me. It's a small crew. But yeah. when I worked, uh, I used to work in a hospital, and there was, like, 50 employees just in my department. And... I would, like, go the other way up to avoid, like, saying hi to someone or just even having, like, that little small talk. And basically everyone knew me as, like, the quiet girl. Mm-hmm. And it was really upsetting because deep down, like, I do have a bigger personality and I I am different, like, but I wouldn't allow people to see that because it would, it would be, mm-hmm. like, this thing, like, just stopping me from doing it. Mm-hmm. anxiety mm-hmm. so all of those limits you created and granted like it's not your fault or anything you're conditioned by your environment I mm-hmm. think for me because of the the jobs I got I had to I had to force myself to mm-hmm. be more extroverted so now I could like walk down the hall and be like hi good morning have a mm-hmm. beautiful day I could probably say that now, too, but before I couldn't. Like, Mm -hmm. I would look at the floor and just walk Mm -hmm. past them. You know what? I would say pre-pandemic, but I think all of the healing that we did during and even now has definitely helped. And that's not to say that it's completely gone away. Like, there are some times where I'm like, "Mm -hmm, good morning. And there are other times where I'm like, I'm going to walk around the whole Mm -hmm. building 
to just because right now I just can't. Like I'm gonna take and that's a long completely way. Normal. Yeah. I feel like digging into our childhood and like realizing that that's where anxiety blossomed is like a really big step and I think shadow work is the next step in my healing process but I'm fucking scared of it bro okay so how do you overcome like when you're overthinking and and you want to avoid situations um so when I'm having like an episode I think the the first thing I do is like try to get away from people and just soak into my own solitude because I think a reoccurring feeling when I do have anxiety is that I'm not safe Mm. even though I am so and that's the next thing I was going to say is um once I get alone like reminding myself like I'm safe and this doesn't mean like this only happens in public because sometimes it'll happen when I'm in my living room and I'll be like but you know this is my home like I'm safe there's no reason why I should feel in danger um but yeah so reminding myself that I'm safe and then just taking a moment to focus on my breathing to let myself know like hey like you're alive Everything that you're stressing over right now is it just lives up here, like in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's not you can't see it, you know. Um, that I used to listen to Janae Eichel's trigger protection mantra. No, it's every time I would feel that. Um, that really helped, and then also like questioning it, like why am I feeling like this? Just to to try to, like, understand it. And then that also just brings me ease naturally. Yeah, I think hitting it from a logical standpoint, like, because I'm going to speak for myself, I could get highly irrational, like, like with my fake scenarios, you know. So to pull yourself out and think, is this going to happen? possibly okay but what is the likelihood of it happening Mm -hmm. and whether you stress about it or not it's out of your hands for the most part so what's the point Mm -hmm. of putting that stress on yourself like allow yourself the freedom to not overthink or make yourself anxious Mm -hmm. yeah i think like letting go of control to like it is what it is like that kind of mentality helps a lot too yeah like just surrender to it you know and it's crazy because depending on how you grew up and your upbringing like that has a lot to do with it too um because in my family like sorry dad but (laughs) I know that I feel like I got a lot of it from my dad because he was the one that told me like don't speak like don't ask questions don't bother anybody like just mind your own business and stay out of trouble like don't don't say anything so I was like okay for sure dad I got you right like you're my creator and so I wouldn't ask any questions if I even if I was hungry and my aunt was watching me I would just be like oh no I'm not hungry like la 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 and Mm -hmm. it just 
created this little monster. But it's fine. Like, you know, we're grown now. We're overcoming it. And, like, now I teach him or I tell him, like, mm, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's not okay. Like, you need to stand up for yourself. And, Dad, if you don't stand up for yourself, then I fucking will. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So that brings me to our next question. What are your two most frequent thoughts? And how do you walk yourself through it? Or how would you talk yourself through it? I don't know I don't know if anyone else will relate to this but I think in general I'm 22 so we're both in our 20s um and I think you can relate to this too but I think that there's this unsaid expectation for us to have our life together already and now thinking of it, this could have came from like just like my childhood self, like thinking of how where I'll be in ten years, like oh by twenty one, like I'll have a house, I'll be married, I'll have like two kids, like you mm-hmm, know, just mm-hmm, these expectations mm-hmm. be unrealistic expectations at that too. Um, I think sometimes I feel uncertain about if I'll ever be good on my own or where my future stands. Because I am 22 and I'm just finishing up college now and I'm still living at home. And I put these unrealistic expectations on myself to, I should be on my own right now. I should have my, at least my own apartment or I should um, I should already like have done like three internships or, or something like that. Like I should be making this amount of money or mm-hmm. um, this far along in my healing journey. And I think that um, how I would walk myself through that is just by making sure that I reassure myself that I literally made it this far in my life. And it wasn't easy, you know? I I don't give myself enough credit for the things Mm -hmm. that I've, like, pulled myself out of, like, traumatic things, you know? So... Who cares about, like, the timeline that I created in my mind or that social media created or whoever even started this? Life is hard, you know, and I'm I'm still getting through it. And I'm not complacent. And I know that wherever I'll end up being, whether it's, like, a year or five years from now, I know that I deserve and I'm worthy of, like, my own trust. Yes. I should have enough trust in myself. Like, I I made it through some things. I can make it through to, like, 25, and I'll I'll have, like, I'll have my life together. Like, it'll come, you know? Yeah. Like, let go of a feeling like that needs to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly, like, I, trust me, girl, I understand what you're saying because... In my mind, by 18, I was going to have my own apartment. Mm-hmm. I was going to be in college, <laughs> graduate school by 22, and then be Buddha by 25 in a really serious relationship and have a baby by mm-hmm. 27. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a wonderful plan. But just like that that song by Outcast, you could plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Like, once you 
hit like adulthood you realize that life is fucked and you're like this is reality mm-hmm. you know and i i have a poem about that too where it's like i blame disney channel for placing these unrealistic expectations on me but i think it's just media in general you know mm-hmm. we see fucking rom-coms and all of these other movies where people have their shit together by 18 but I feel like you and I are in a similar position where we are working for our money. We don't have the privilege to, like, how do I say this without sounding fucked up? Like, handouts. Is that fucked up? <laughs> like, no. We don't have the privilege of handouts or, you know, like resources like that. We truly, truly, truly have to work our asses off and that's a part of the reason why I didn't graduate until this past summer because working full-time and going to school full-time is fucking hard and if you do it shout Mm -hmm. out to you like Mm -hmm. that shit is so hard I don't know how people do it for four years straight like that's why it took me six years but who cares and we're in our 20s that we're never ever gonna get back why would we waste it in anxiety and in overthinking when we should be celebrating you know mm-hmm. so two of the most frequent things that weigh on me um number one it would be how i'm perceived and i think that's because i'm expose myself again i think that's because i'm usually judgy of people but I didn't realize that it's because I judge the fuck out of myself. Mm. And, you know, I mean, it comes from, like, slight bullying in, like, in the younger days and stuff. But um, I'm just concerned about how I'm perceived. I always um, want to be perceived in, like, a good light. But there's a difference between being your authentic self and being perceived in a good way versus censoring the fuck out of yourself and being perceived in a good way you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I think I'm finally in touch with like who I am and people can like see the genuineness and the authenticity um and the authenticity of it and if they can't like I'm at the point where I don't give a fuck like I'm gonna keep it pushing and the Mm -hmm. second one would be the past I think that's one of my biggest demons that for some reason it's very very hard for me to let go Um, and that involves everything like romantic childhood even little like stupid embarrassing moments that Mm -hmm. everyone probably Mm -hmm. forgot about like it Mm -hmm. replays in my mind and I'm like oh my god bitch you look dumb meanwhile I was like eight and I fell or something you know like Mm -hmm. it's just it's weird. Um, but how do so I how would you myself? talk to yourself? Yeah. For the past... Um, for the past, I just have to be real with myself and come to terms with the fact that I cannot change it. Mm-hmm. It happened. And I need to move on. I need to let go. I need to stop dwelling and being stuck on it. Mm-hmm. 
I just find mm-hmm. so much comfort in the past for some reason, and I don't know why. Like, I go through my photos so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, in 2017, I was here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I do know. that I think... too, like, with how my body looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, damn, I, I was so that. skinny. You know, I want to get back to that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think I look at it more like situational, like, oh shit, like I was friends with so-and-so here or I was at this job here. So I think I do it out of reflection. But there was this quote I saw where it was like, don't drown in your reflection. Like, you got to keep it moving. And I was like, fuck, just put my name on it. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I think... um like without the things that happened to us in the past, whether it's cringy or really upsetting in any way, I think without that, like you would not be who you are right now. You wouldn't know the things you know now. You wouldn't have grown in this certain direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why we all have our like individualized personal battles and situations and experiences because we all have like a special niche you know what I mean anxiety is a very normal thing if you're experiencing anxiety or other mental health issues we just want you to know that you are not alone but if you feel like you're in a dark place and you can't seem to get up or you know see the light we urge you to call that national help number, which is 1-800-662-4357. We just want you guys to know that there are resources out there that can help you and that you're not alone. Like, we're all going through our own demons. And that's why me and Melanie created this podcast to have these conversations with you guys because it's important to us. But with that being said, we are at the end of our episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, please make sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow our Instagram, only one call away with two Y's at the end. And um, we are posting every Thursday. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.